Happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome to the Sacred Secrets Podcast, where we come to reconnect not only to ourselves, but to each other. Life is trying, ain't no doubt about it. At times we get knocked down, you may fall flat. Don't be ashamed, we all been through that. But we got your back. So this segment of our Sacred Secrets Podcast, we are celebrating ancestral love and... We oftentimes speak about this old African proverb where it says, if we stand tall, it is because we stand on the backs of those who came before us. And so my co-hosts, Jem, Kinshasa, Marianne, are there any ancestors that stand out in your mind that you want to celebrate and acknowledge in this moment? Yeah, um, my grandmother, we called her Ma. I feel like she was an inspiration because at the age of 18, she opened her own store, dress store in Trinidad. And um, she was known, you know, she was pretty popular and known for making beautiful dresses. You know, someone would come to her and say, I need a dress for a wedding in a month. And she would come up with her own design and come up with a dress for this this person. You know, that's just something she used to do. And she would make wedding dresses and she used to, you know, like um, sew the beads on, hand sewn beads. So, um, and then eventually she had several shops, but she started at the age of 18. That couldn't have been easy back in that day in Trinidad. So I find that her history and her courage, very inspirational. Yeah. And such industriousness and self-belief because that takes a lot especially like with women back in those days. Do you know yeah. much about her, her background, Kinshasa? Like if it was a struggle and all of that, do you know much? I'm, I'm not sure if it was a struggle. She did have a, a sister that had her own um, establishments as well. So hmm. um, I guess she had, she had that kind of role model as well. You know, she had, she just, she was very wise. She had a lot of insight. You know, she came to the U.S. and she bought a, a home in St. Albans, which was known, you know, at that time for a lot of jazz musicians. So she was just very um, industrious and, and, and courageous, like I said. Yeah. And that is some visionary. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing, Kinshasa. I'm torn between two people. <laughs> Talk about them each, girl. It's Black History Month. Let's be generous. Go ahead. Um, so my first one is my grandfather on my mother's side, who was a simple man. He was a carpenter. He had the 10 children. Him and my grandmother had 10 children, but my grandmother died when I was three. So I pretty much, um, my grandfather was it. I didn't really know that that uh, grandmother. But my grandfather would be so patient with me. You know, when sometimes people would be chasing children out of the house, he would be so patient with me. He would take me out, teach me how to fish, how to dig up the worms. And I just felt (laughs) like this man was just the most awesome person in my life. Um, Like I said, he was a carpenter and I can still look and see um, churches and school buildings that this man built. 
I mean, they've been renovated now, but he he built them. My mother will say, oh, yeah, you could see the beam. He would put his, you know, his initials, carve his initials in the beams that are the overhead beams in the in the in the church or wherever it was that he had built. So this is even now, Jan. Yeah. Even now. Yes. Wow. Yes. Because that's a legacy. That's a legacy. Village is where he, he had his you know, 10 children, uh, West Coast, yeah. Burbies, Guyana. <laughs> and that's, it, that's somebody that just is really inspiring, um, influential in my life, inspirational in my life, because like I said, he was a simple, humble man, but very loving, um, very much into his children and grandchildren. And he showed it in his ways. So I, I feel like he's, he's always with me. Like this is somebody I love. The other person I was gonna speak about is my aunt. My aunt, my mother's um oldest sister, actually brought us pretty much all of us to America. This woman did it all on her own. She hired an attorney. This is in the eighties, and she paid the fees, she did all the immigration work, she got all our paperwork, and we came here legitimately with everything already set up for us and this is mm. my aunt this is my aunt uh clarissa never called her clarissa always called her auntie Bordy. because as you know tradition goes your childhood nickname follows you <laughs> always <laughs> adulthood. and we just threw our auntie in front of it but um yes. my auntie Bodhi, who who you know just a strong woman um she she is somebody i've already always admired and just just very much a trailblazer looking at what would help her family. I just can't even go into it. I just love her. And it's just that whole community love as well, that it sounds like the same hereditary thing coming from your grandfather, passed on to your aunt. That's beautiful. Yes, that is his. Yeah, that's his oldest child, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And Jem, didn't you recently lose on Bodhi? Yes, I did. She, not recent, but uh, 2019, she passed. And I was kind oh. of happy it was yeah. 2019 that we could mourn her um, and, and celebrate her life. And really just, when I say she had an awesome life, she was mm. taken, not taken, but she was selected in Guyana when she was like 18 to go study in England and she went wow. to England and she studied to be a nurse and she be, she, she became a nurse at the same time, her husband was um, selected to be, I think he was a, a engineering student or something, but because Guyana was a British colony, they were both selected to go study abroad and that's where they met and got married and stuff. But she like left her husband and went to Texas and, and set up life there. She didn't like it. She left Texas. She went to New York, set up life there. And then the two of them joined forces again. And it's like, yeah. you know, just enterprise, just here buying houses and setting up businesses. And I, I said, I couldn't believe that she did all of this in one lifetime. I, I hold her up. I hold her up and definitely somebody I love. A woman of vision and industriousness like Ma. McKin, Shasha? That's right. When Jim said simple, it reminded yeah. me of my grandfather. And yes. I did not realize how important my grandfather was until he died. Mm. And it's really unfortunate because it was when me, Terry, and my other sister, Darcy, were putting together mm -hmm. his eulogy. 
that I realized that I was like my grandfather. Now, growing up in the, the family that had really strong personalities and I was basically the, the mediator and the person who really preferred peace, I just didn't understand where I got that from. And in the eulogy, I realized that grandpa and I were alike and that it was okay for me to be this mediator and this person who was so different from everybody in my family. Um, and, and he made me feel like I, I know myself now and I'm okay. Mm. And that was the first time in forever, as, as long as I known myself, that I did not want to be like the other people in my family who had strong personalities, who anything, uh, you know, happened, they were ready to fight. And um, it's okay that I'm not as ready to fight as they are. And then, of course, there's my dad, who to this day, I still have a picture of him on my desk. And uh, it was a, a, it's a picture of my dad when he was really, really sick. And he decided on that day, even though he was really sick and could not stand up, that his commitment to, to this group that he was helping, uh, this group of farmers, he, he believed that his commitment to speak at that group was more important than him lying in bed and feeling sick. And I keep that picture on my desk because on those days when I don't want to work, and I look at everything that he had to overcome and he still was able to overcome it and accomplish it. I'm like, okay, Marianne, get yourself together because daddy did not read until he was like eight years old. He only had one uniform that his mom, Auntine, washed every single day so he could get to school. And this young man who learned to read at the age of eight was the one that basically took his family out of poverty. He was the first one to take his family out of poverty. And uh, when I look at that, I just remind myself that, oh, man, I really need to, to get it together, to hold myself together. And uh, Terian always says that we're houseplants, you know, that these people who were beaten down by life were essentially, they, they are like the 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 sequoias, they, they have like these big personalities, their, their strength is, is wide, and that's why they undergirded the family. And then you have us who are the saplings on the floor who were mm -hmm. guarded yeah. by them, <laughs> right? Exactly, we're guarded by them. So we, we didn't, we're still, we don't have that sun beating down on us because they guarded us and, and were those people who helped us through the struggle. And so, you know, without them, and now it feels like life is, we're feeling the sun hot now on our faces mm -hmm. that we're, we're basically like, oh, I need some water. It burns! <laughs> it burns! Exactly. Oh That's a good analogy. Oh it really is a good analogy. I like so I, it, even though we're saplings and, you know, we still, we're feeling the sun hot burn in our skin, we're trying to now navigate all of those things that they had, uh, they were able to overcome. And it, obviously it's a different level that we will have to overcome, right? I think, Jem, uh, you had sent something out where it was like this TikTok video and the person was like, our ancestors dreamed of rest. Oh, rest, yes. Right? Yes. Exactly. One of my favorites. Go oh, ahead, <laughs> Absolutely. And so I, I feel like that, that that is the thing that we're wrestling with. We see these industrious people and we feel like we have to overcome what they had to overcome. And 
accomplish everything that they had to accomplish. And then we realized that, you know, maybe we have accomplished a lot because they, as we, we stand on their shoulders, yes. we have reached like that level above. You know, and now we just don't know how to rest. Mm -hmm. And we're entitled to rest. <laughs> Amen to that. And what I love is how the, I love that YouTube video. I think we should totally put a little reference point to that with um, our little summary. But what I love that he spoke about is that we are living our ancestors' dream. Yeah. They were out in the fields doing what they needed to do, hustle, figure things out. Because breaking generational across, it, 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 that's not an easy thing to do. They didn't have a choice, but now we do. And as yes. you said, it's hard to actually exercise that choice and know that it's a gift that's given to us by our ancestors. And Marianne, I do love how you've spoken about our simple grandfather, who was, you know, very kind, more demure. And then you have juxtapositioned with our dad, who was like the opposite of that simple grandfather energy. Uh, yeah, that was... <laughs> That yeah. was charismatic. He was a fighter. He was a, the ultimate protector. He had like this huge a personality. Fierceness. Yes. And he was fierce. And man, I really wanted to be like him. Terry and we call Terry and Luke Augustus because he's five foot four, <laughs> by the way, guys. Exactly. Five foot four. Yes. <laughs> and Terry is basically like if, if daddy could have um, birthed a child. <laughs> I'm trying to absorb the simplicity of the grandfather now, like kind of trying to find a balance because I'm like, all this fight is exhausted. You know, you inherit a certain personality, but then you realize that you really have to temper it. But you know what? It served you at a point. And so yes. you just need yes. the other side to balance it. Like you said, to serve you, but it served you. You know, exactly. there were times you needed to fight. <laughs> right, right, Marianne? Oh my I'm gosh, not. yes. I tell you, I've been the best. Yeah. <laughs> I just I realized. Just that is funny. Because I myself, I myself am a baby sister. And I, you know, and I know that the struggles of when somebody got to come and stand in front of you. Like, yeah, you see my brother? Has you see my sister? Don't get with them. Yes, I, yes. I am the ultimate family advocate. Yeah, Terry, I'm ready for fight for everybody. <laughs> Um, yeah. You're not treating my brother properly at the hospital. Okay, we're going to have a problem. I'm oh, going to write the doctor. I'm going to write this person and that person. And, you know, like results happen. So, yeah, yeah it's it's not yeah. just, I, I haven't been the only beneficiary. It's literally everybody looks to her when they're no. going Except through the a struggle. Exactly. They're like, let's rope Terrian into this. What would Terrian do? <laughs> and you want to hear something funny? I had a friend, her name was Anne. I, I call her Annie. And Annie was such a fantastic storyteller. When she spoke to you, you literally felt like you could you could fly. She had such a way with words that she painted it across your very subconscious. So whenever she wanted to like have me partake in whatever thing was happening, she would give me the story. And let me tell you, she's telling me the story. My spirit is rising. I'm like, you know what? What's the child's name? Don't you worry. Give a name of the school as well. And then there I would go off. <laughs> but she certainly knew my trigger point was a very good story that moved me to actually do something. For me, um, for, for Black History Month, I'm happy that you mentioned that. I, meant, I just mentioned Annie, but who I really wanted to focus on is my grandfather. His name was Pajorgi, and I was given the middle name for his namesake. My middle name is Georgiana. 
And I've never met this man. These are just stories that I've heard as a kid growing up. Now, the strangest thing happened. When I was like five years old, um, I was told that my grandfather had died like years before, I think 10 years before I was born. But I remember when I was five years old, my father and I were like watering plants in a garden. And guys, when I tell you, this memory has stayed with me. I don't remember like the homes that I've lived, but I remember clearly that that was the first house I lived, which was my grandfather's on my grandfather's property. And he's watering and I look up and I see this man and don't ask me why as a kid, I instinctively knew that was my grandfather. He had on a straw hat. He was sitting on a donkey's cart and he was looking directly at me. And I remember pulling at my dad to show him. And by the time my dad looked around, the person was gone. But Jamaicans feel that if the ancestors have come out to haunt you or, you know, they feel like they've, they've been forgotten. I won't forget my dad brought us to our grandfather's grave and he brought like, um, what do you call it? White rum. And yes, he spoke and some words to my grandfather yeah. and told him, you know, like recently my dad had done it when I was in Jamaica. So I'm assuming that's probably the same thing he did when I, as I was, when I was a child, he threw the, the white rum on the grave and he was saying in a blow cool breeze on my daughter, she's here, she's your grandchild. And it, it was just beautiful to see. But it was just that always stayed with me. The fact that I saw this man, there was no photograph of him. But when people describe him, I can join in their description because it is so, even as I'm speaking to you, the visual of him is still clear. People used to tell me he was a white man, but I'm like, no, he was a sunburnt man. Like, you know, you know, you have that color. Mm -hmm. And I, when I spoke about the straw hat, my dad said he only had two hats, one straw hat and another black felt hat. What I also wanted to share about him was the love that he had for his community. and. My father spoke like when he told like a duppy story, what we call like, you know, ghost stories that no child could go home because of how he had this gift of like paint again, the same gift as Anne, where they're able to kind of paint something on your very subconscious that moves you to action. And that was my grandpa, Georgie. And remember, we shared the stories that he spoke of that they weren't happy endings. He spoke about the other side of love. We just discussed our wonderful ancestors, Ma, grand, Jem's grandfather and Auntie Bodie, Grandpa Bo Barnes, Pa Georgie, Gustus, Annie. So this Black History Month is everybody's history. Take this time to celebrate our ancestors that came before us and recognize the contributions that they have imparted to us. And as we say in our Sacred Sacreds community, we got your back. We got your back. We got your back. We got your back. <laughs> <laughs>